<laughs> ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi, Jenna. Hi, cheers. Cheers. Welcome back. Welcome back. On to book three Oh, Shatter Me. We are halfway through the series now. I know. I feel like it's gone by fast, but it also hasn't gone by fast. Mm-hmm. But we're both kind of saying, I, I liked this book a lot better than I liked the second one. Yeah. So tell me overall, one through five, what, what star rating did you give this one? You know, when I like finished this book, I gave it a four. But now that I've kind of been reviewing it a little bit, and after we talked about the second one, I think I would give it like a 4.25 or a point. 4.5. Oh, yeah. nice. Little I liked increase it better on than reflection. Yeah. Good. How about you? What would you give it? I came up on this one too. I also gave it a four, but remember yeah. that was after, I think I gave Shatter Me a 325 <laughs> and then um, Unravel Me a 375 because I'm that particular. But so I think I, I gave it. this one a, a four too. Yeah. I like that. I feel like we're finally moving yes. a little bit in the story, which is good. <laughs> Juliet's a little less annoying now, Oh, too. my gosh. She was so annoying for the first couple of ones that it was just like, I. it was really hard for me to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, even, even in the very beginning here, like, mm-hmm. from the start, um, you know, it, she's with Aaron Warner. So weird to call him it's, Aaron. It is, now that we know his name. I know. But so, you know, Juliet is with Warner post that explosion yeah. at... Uh, what was the camp called? Omega Point. Omega Point. Yeah, post that, that explosion there. And, like, even by <laughs> page 11, when uh, she's wanting to be all sad and basically just turns to revenge, and that's where her mind goes instead. And even my comments, I said, anything to stop her from being a blubbering mess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of an attitude shift it from was. her. For the very beginning of that. But and maybe I, that's why I liked this book so much. Yeah, <laughs> I preferred that almost overconfidence cockiness uh-huh. to the dep- I don't know yeah, I don't want to say depression but it yeah it was though and it was yeah. it wasn't just like hey like I'm I'm depressed it was more just like I'm sad and mopey right and that's the thing <laughs> is because she had kind of more of a reason to be I think depressed at the beginning yeah. of this one I mean she thinks all of her friends are dead she thinks everybody everyone is dead, is dead right and one. like this whole group she yeah. thinks everyone has died and Oh my God. I was so sad when I thought that Kenji was actually going to be dead. I was too. I, well, then I was kind of thinking like, there's no way everybody could be dead. Yeah. But then I was like, well, that would be a really good plot twist. Yeah. Well, it was really a shock to me coming out of the second book into this one because I I think I just had that, like, I didn't really believe Mm -hmm. they could all be dead because it felt like such a huge change. Like you really thought that it was going to be this big fight from all of these individuals at Omega Point and the anti-reestablishment to, like, I thought that that was going to be the main, I don't know, group. And so then all of a sudden be like, nope. Just kidding. Just kidding. Everybody's gone. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, okay. Yes, just so not expecting that. Exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I was, I don't know, coming into that, but I was happy to see her at least not just fall to pieces when she thought that everyone was Yeah, my first note for that was like, 
wow, what a way to start the story. <laughs> right. But I like that. I think at this point now, she finally feels like Warner is like a team with mm-hmm. her, that the two of them are in it together. Because even when she's saying to him, she's like, there's no, like, I'm not going to let this stand. Like your dad has to die. You know, all of this has to happen. And he's like kind of laughing at her a little bit. She's like, don't laugh at me. And he goes, yeah. I'm not, I'm only wondering if you'd like my help. I know. That. And I love it because he's never been forcing himself on her. He always asks for her permission. Yeah. And I just find that so endearing mm. because a lot of people are like, I'm helping, I'm helping. Like mm-hmm. Kenji's kind of like that too, though. He's like, you're going to take my help. And then I feel like Aaron is always like, would you like my help? I'm here if you want it. Yeah. It's always a choice for yeah. her with him and I, yeah. on everything. We love the choices. Yes. <laughs> we, we love having choices for sure. Oh, I had a really funny parallel <laughs> to another book. <laughs> and if you know, if you know, if you've read Crescent City, I'm just going to find the exact the second one. quote. House yes. of Sky and Breath. House of Sky and Breath. It says, there are three things that you should know about me, love. The first is that I hate my father more than you might ever be capable of understanding. Second is that I'm an unapologetically selfish person who in almost every situation makes decisions based entirely on self-interest. And third, I never had any intention of using you as a weapon. But when it started, it made me There are three things. <laughs> there are three things that Rune Dana knew with absolute uncertainty. <laughs> My favorite is I've been seeing, um, you know, all these memes from Fourth Wing. So hopefully this is spoilers. Well, not oh, yeah. really spoilers for Fourth Wing. All of our episodes but, are pretty much yeah. spoilers. But um, I keep seeing this meme come up on uh, TikTok where it's like somebody pretending to walk across like the little bridge and you know how uh, Violet like talks to herself as she's going. And so it's her like reciting that, you know, Rundana knew three things. <laughs> like the me- memorized from a book part of it. That's the one you think of. Hey, that's that's probably the best scene. Well, so then it's funny because they like show you know the other person looking behind their back, like what the fuck is she saying? (laughs) But I was dying when I saw that. I'm like, yeah, if I had to think of a book that I've memorized, that's probably closer. Well, and then I remember when I was reading it too. You're like, when you get to this point, you're gonna know you're there, and you have to text me. (laughs) And I did, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, I think that maybe we're going to have to do a Crescent City reread and come I up with some so predictions. Yeah. That'll have to be another episode coming up. Oh, yes. I love it. I think it's before the third Crescent City comes out, we mm-hmm. have to like review at, at least Akatar and Throne of Glass. Or not Throne of Glass, Crescent City. Yeah, you read Throne of Glass, Glass more <laughs> Yeah, I actually yeah. just read it at the beginning of the year. And I'm I finished yeah. Kingdom of Ash in May. So it's like super fresh. And I made yeah. notes for everything yeah. too. It's been a few years but for it's me. It's a lot. It's yeah. a, it's a long series and all of the books have a lot of pages, it felt like. So, mm. so. anyways, yeah. yes, the uh three things definitely <laughs> made me also think of Rodana. <laughs> oh, it just made me giggle. Yeah. I love it when books have those kind of parallels too. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. So back to Warner and Juliet. Um for the I don't know, a whole first part of this book, I feel like it's mainly Warner and Juliet mm-hmm. sp- spending time together at this compound, and yeah. we finally get a little bit more backstory on Warner, because they sort of were getting to know each other when they were talking when Warner was in the 
like omega point. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say jail cell because it wasn't that, but sort of when he but was like kind of locked like up in there. Yeah. And so they, they were talking a little bit there, but I still feel like we didn't really understand his motivations or his mm-hmm. thoughts as much. And man, in the first like oh yeah, 40 pages of this book, so much is revealed, right? We, we learn more about Warner's mother and yeah. what her... Uh, Ability is, which let me just say, oh. listen back to the first episode, called that. You absolutely called that. I knew, I knew that it had to be something about him, like the Warner's dad dropping his yeah. wife because she had some type of ability. I didn't necessarily guess that that was the ability, no. but I guessed that it was a ability. So what was her ability? So her ability is basically the opposite of Juliet's, yes. right? Anybody that Juliet touches is like an excruciating yep. pain. And for... Warner's mom, anybody or anything that touches her, she's yeah. in excruciating pain. And so it's like, even when she touches herself, yes. right? And it's like any too. form of touch is like pain, basically, yeah. is what I got out of it. Yeah. And he's, we learned, you know, he's so close with his mom. He clearly cares yeah. about her and like goes back to visit her and stuff. And so like, that's the main reason why he was so interested in Juliet. It wasn't to use her as a weapon against other people. It's that he wanted her to touch him so that she, he could feel the pain and, like, be able to understand more what his mom was experiencing every day. Yeah. I was just like, man, what a I know. good son moment. I don't know. I'm really trying to just understand where well, she's at. I don't see it coming either because yeah. from this point, I feel like we've kind of seen Aaron as just, like, this brute. And that he's just, like, all military, not much emotions. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of starting to see that he has more motivations and, like... He's not he's not doing this. He's not trying to make Juliet a weapon. He's mm-hmm. trying to understand his mom. And to me that was just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> because we knew that something was going to happen with his mom. He clearly had some strong reaction. But for that to be it and to see, like, how sick she really was. Because she's just going crazy, like, literally mentally crazy now after enduring this for years on end. Yeah. I liked the parallel that they had between, like, her power and mental illness and how that played hand in hand. Yeah. Because I love when books are like, hey, it's okay not to be okay. Like, yeah. But I, I don't know if you noticed this, but when we were revisiting what... Aaron had done to Juliet or like for Juliet mm-hmm. even when she was in the compound the first time you remember he kind of had kept pressuring her to touch him mm-hmm. it, but, he came off as a crazy person but as we go back through it again I don't know if you noticed this but when he was talking about like how he kept changing tactics to try and like get her to touch him he still never forced her mm-hmm. and I like, as I read, I don't think I caught that the first I time didn't. around because I thought he was just being a dick. But the second time when they're talking about it in this book, after we know him a little bit more, I was like, oh my gosh, as much as it felt like you were doing really terrible things to try and force her yeah. hand, you were forcing her hand to uh-huh. try and make her angry enough that she wanted to versus exactly. just being like, well, I'm just going to grab you and touch your skin myself. Yeah. And he really didn't even mean to at the very end when right. they were escaping to it. He was just trying to save her life. Yeah. He wasn't trying to see if there was that connection. He was trying to save her life. And so it's, it's weird to get that kind of a sense of him rather yeah. than just like, oh, Warner's bad, Warner's bad. Well, because then we also find out that the simulation with the kid yeah, that was, that was a simulation. I not believe that. I don't. And it's funny because then when he goes back, and is asking her those questions like, oh, well, where did the kid go and stuff? Yeah. Like, oh, 
I guess that's true. I was thinking but, that too. Yeah, I did not catch on to that at all. I think that was a really great example of, I love when um, books that are written like first person like that, mm-hmm. I love when you have unreliable narrators. Yes. Because I think you, especially later when you learn more things, it makes you realize that you really are getting like a skewed part yes. of the story. Because I even felt that way reading Akatar and then going from Akatar into Silver Flames. And I think a lot of people uh-huh. had that uh, difference, like as it shifted away from Farrah's point of view. And, and like you're there's like, so much else going on. Yeah, or just that maybe she wasn't as reliable of a narrator as yeah. you thought she was as you were reading it. And so I think that that's, that's how I felt a little bit mm-hmm. with Juliet too. Of, like you realize that she was thinking with like a one-track mind of yeah. everybody's out to hurt me and that was the only way that she was looking at this. And now as she's sitting back and reflecting and talking with Aaron, she's like, oh, well you did kind of encourage me to be able to find this other power that I didn't even realize exists. And it made her realize something about herself that she didn't previously know. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes you hate him a little bit less. It it absolutely did. When he was talking about all of his motivations and why he's doing the way that we, like everything that he's doing and you start to realize he's not actually that bad of a guy and you just start to get this different sense of Warner because from when we talked about in the first book how it was I don't think we described it as unreliable narration but we definitely described it as like annoying yeah (laughs) annoying with strike throughs and lots of Juliet's inner thoughts and I felt like getting out of that a little bit and her gaining this confidence and being able to see everything else that's happening around her too was really important for the rest of the story Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the level of, I think, a little overconfidence that she gains? Like, by page 35, she is basically saying that she she thinks that somebody else needs to lead. Not Castle, not Kenji, not Adam, not even Warner. It should be me. How did you feel about that? Um, I thought that was quite the 180. Um, I thought that was, like, okay, so you're going from, like like having all of this self-doubt having no confidence to like now now you're gonna rule the world right I didn't love that 180 I thought when she was talking about this I was like I appreciate the gain on confidence and that you're so committed to the cause but I still think she's too unstable to lead agreed and so I'm curious to see over the next couple books Mm -hmm. if we see any of that because she is still so um not in control of her emotions. Right. And she's even talked about, you know, like her powers and stuff that like a lot of times sometimes they come out when she's emotional yeah, and stuff. But she can't she control in it, yeah. General seems so unstable in her thought process and how she interacts with people and reverting back to being like this little meek and quivering child to being, right. oh well I'm gonna rule the world. I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have confidence in her yet. But <laughs> as of this either. point I'm like I said, I'm glad that she has had a one eighty in attitude. Mm-hmm. And I get that a near-death experience can be really life-changing in how you think about things, but I read that and I was like, uh, I, was like I don't know why, why would your first thought be that you are the one that has to rule everything? Yeah. That, that that did not make sense yeah, to me Yeah, the 17-year-old girl. Yeah, I know. Like, that just, that didn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. It was I just, a, it was a little too quick. Yeah. But I did like that, I don't know, through, like I said, revisiting that stuff, we really... Get to see more of the background on Warner. Also, when Warner was talking about, you remember the guy 
that he <gasps> murdered in front of everybody. The, the like, soldier? Shot. Yeah. Yes. And... Did you, you know, see that coming? No. I just thought it was out of pure spite. I didn't think it was... Or I, I didn't even know if it was out of spite or if it was just a, oh, well, this is what I have to do, you mm-hmm. know, to keep up the appearances. But then when he actually has valid reasons for picking that specific person... Wow. Yes. Yeah, because the reason that he shot him was because he was beating his wife. Yeah. And Warner was like, I will not stand for that. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like you you do not see that coming in the slightest. Yeah. But then, I don't know, it, it, he does it all to keep this persona of what other people see. Kind of reminded me of like Snape in Harry Potter <laughs> that he is just okay with accepting mm-hmm. that almost everybody is going to think he's an absolutely awful person. Yeah. Because that's like for the good of the people sort yes. of thing, you know? I don't know. Or in a book I'm listening to right now, there the guy has repeatedly said to her why would you take somebody else's word for it rather than asking me why are you just assuming that I'm just like this awful person Mm -hmm. and it brings me back to this where it's like wow up until this point we've really just been assuming Assuming the worst yeah and we have we had great reason to believe that Warner was bad but we didn't stop to think hey maybe there is a different side to this maybe Mm -hmm. there's a good reason that he's doing this yeah it really it's funny because you think it's going to be like a enemies to lovers villain winning kind of thing but it really just like de-villainizes Aaron when you realize that he's been trying to I don't know undertake things like from the inside Mm -hmm. so it's like he's really it's not even that he's a villain you know winning the love interest he's like not really a villain right which I thought was, I don't know, I, I, I really know. liked that. And I liked that we were kind of talking about how Warner will, like, do whatever that needs to be done. He is yes. still kind of like that. He's ruthless still. Ruthless, absolutely. But right. his reasoning is what makes it okay. Right. It reminds me of, like, a morally gray character. Oh. <laughs> you know we love one of those. We love those. Favorite color, morally gray. <laughs> yes. Also, I... Always, I don't know about you, I love the waking up from a nightmare trope and, Uh like, having to be consoled or whatever. So as much as sometimes Juliet annoys me for, like, needing so much coddling, love that scene. (laughs) Yeah. I love that scene of him, like, waking up with her and, like, consoling her and whatever. He's like, I got you. You're safe. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, too. Oh, I I know. I absolutely loved that. Well, because I like one of my favorite tropes and things in real life is like when a big strong man can have like feelings and be emotional and sweet mm-hmm. so I loved his I love that we can see a little bit softer with side of Warner mm-hmm. but then immediately after that <laughs> gets a little bit less soft because he kind of get, gets after her a little bit for her reasonings for liking Adam oh yes and I can't say that he does it in the kindest manner no, he was actually like... He's kind of a dick about he's it. He's kind of a dick about it. Because not only... He's like bashing on yeah. Adam a little bit, right? Like being like, oh, you chose him because he's kind to you, because he offered you basic charity. Yeah. But he also is kind of mean to her and saying that, like, oh, he's fallen for your quiet, timid shell, for who you used to be. He has no idea what you're capable of. Like, he's basically saying that Adam only likes the version of Juliet that is that, like, yes. whimpering, upset, everything, crazy girl. Part of me was like, okay, safe to assume for you, Warner, that Juliet is this person. Right. Up until this point, she has been that person. Right. So, like, why would she automatically 
change. Like, yeah, yeah, she is changing, but, like, that's a very dramatic change. And I felt like it was just very assumptive that he was just like, oh, he only likes you for this. He doesn't like you for anything else. Which is, I mean, yes, it's kind of true. It was kind of true, but 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 in that moment, it was was harsh. One, I didn't like because the way that he said it made it feel like Adam likes the old version of you, I like the new version of you, but no one likes every version of you. And I was like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that either, but I liked the way that it tied into the story. I did. I did. But I just mean as a as an argument from him. That was right. why I really had issues with it because I yeah, I don't know. It yeah. felt like it was like, oh well, I didn't like who you were. I only liked you because of who I thought you would be. Which okay, could you because imagine you could, somebody saying that to you? Right? That would hurt my feelings a lot. No. <laughs> well, so then I feel like this kind of brings us to somebody else who we find out is alive. Mr. Kenji. Yes, our favorite. I know. And um, it was actually a pretty pivotal moment, like, in the the earlier part of the book. But you kind of start to realize, and they talk about it throughout the book, that, like, yeah, Warner likes her for who she is supposed to be. He likes her for her potential. Adam likes her for who she used to be. But Kenji really just loves Juliet. Yes, in a in a friendship way though. Right, right, right. right. Not like which, a unfortunately, I know. I'm still team Kenji. I love Kenji. This is when I need that switching sides. <laughs> switching sides. <laughs> okay, it's Adam first. Switching, switching sides. sides. <laughs> Glad you knew what I was talking about. I knew about. exactly what you. Meant. Uh, in fact, we, you would message me about it, and then it was like the next TikTok that I saw. <laughs> yes. I was like, I love this. Yeah. But it did, so yes, I loved that we ran into Kenji. I did think it was an interesting, again, perspective of Warner's powers, though. Remember, because he can steal from, now he's like, he doesn't have to touch people. They just have to be nearby. So as soon as Kenji's in the area that he, like, borrows the invisibility back or whatever, I'm like, ooh. I I don't know. It It definitely kept in that morally gray color then because you're like, ooh, that was a little shady. Yeah, it was a little bit. Well, especially because why did he need to, like... I understand Kenji's not... Kenji's mad. Kenji's mad, yes. But I really do think that if anybody could calm him down, it would be Juliet. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, it was, I don't know, part of that was just a little bit extreme for me. He was like, okay, bye, peace. You can handle this on your own, even though you know Kenji's going to be upset. I kind of think that she needed that, though, because in the same way that Aaron always, I don't know, like respects Juliet's choices and stuff... Mm -hmm. I think he grows to respect her friendships as being an important part of her life. Yeah, like, I do agree with especially that. Especially through this book, as she pushes so hard to say, no, like, they're with me. They have to come with me. Like, we're going to do this together. Yeah. He's like, well, fine, whatever. What, what you say goes. I know. So I think that that was, as much as it felt lame for him to just, like, like all right, peace. Bye. As soon as Kenji shows up. I kind of felt like she needed that like that alone time. reunion yeah to yeah. be alone well especially because like when it's all happening she thinks everybody is dead but then right. kenji's like wait no there's there's, there's a couple still of people. us yeah. i think what did they say it was like eight people yeah. out of the hundred. Oh my gosh rough yeah so but i do think it's funny that when she straight up picks up kenji off the ground tosses him over her, sh- her shoulder <laughs> <laughs> i died at that part <laughs> I loved that part too, because yeah. in every other book where you see that, you always see like the the woman like throwing a tantrum, and then the guy's like, "Well, up you go." Yeah, that's exactly how I felt like it was. Is Kenji's just being like distraught? She's like, oh, yeah. "All right, we're out of here." Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> so throwing over like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, 
Yeah, that oh was pretty God, funny. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But then we find out that Adam is one of the eight that is still alive. Yeah. And so they make their way back over to, to his where like, old apartment or I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was an apartment or a house or I whatever. Think it, was it was an apartment. Yeah. The one that um James had been staying in yes. before, right? It was Adam's apartment. That James and had I think she in. actually calls it James's house. Probably. Or James's place or something. Well, because that's where James was living exactly. more than Adam was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and so she shows up with, with Kenji, and they're all just kind of talking, and Adam is clearly not happy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, shocker, but yeah. Shocker. He, he has turned into the whiny Juliet. He like, has. It has flipped. I totally agree. Yeah. So I thought that was just, I didn't like it. Yeah. He was blaming like everything on her and everything that he said was just so mean. Accusatory. Accusatory. And I don't know. I just, I remember reading it and I just had this look on my face and I was just like, ew, (laughs) I do not like that at all. Yeah. It was really, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. That he... Just, like, assumes that everyone should go along with what he's feeling. He doesn't like as soon as Juliet is not going along with what his expectations are for how things should go. Yeah. And he's not nice about it. No, he's not nice about it at all. But it, I also, through this whole experience, I think this is... Juliet starts to really understand how much Kenji, I don't know, is really holding people together and how hard that is on him. Yeah. And I think that was a good sign of her growing as a person and as yeah. a friend to be able to recognize Kenji is doing this like comedic relief for everybody mm-hmm. and no one's really being appreciative of it or no. understanding how hard it is on him to keep things together, especially when Castle is kind of like out of commission, right? Yeah. So yeah, he was just kind of like in... Sitting in the corner. Yeah, doing in like nothing. psychosis. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And... It, so everybody that had escaped is now there just, like, chatting about everything. And Juliet comes in pretty strong with, like, all right, guys, this is what we got to do. We're taking over the rebellion, basically. Right. And Adam's like, no, you don't need to do that. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And he was, like, really frustrated with her, it seemed like, even yeah. though it's, like, almost everybody was on board with her but Adam. Yeah. But then it's hard because she's backing up Warner, Aaron. Yeah. Um, and no one else heard, you know, the same rationale that she had gotten from him. And so they still don't really trust him at all. And she's like trying to figure out how to describe these stories that he's told her now to, you know, give her confidence in the, um, I don't know, like reasonings for why he did what he did. That he's, and, like, not all, like, he's just not a bad guy. Yeah. But in that moment, I really wasn't sure there was anything she could do to convince them that he wasn't as bad as he said he was. Did you? No. I think Adam was kind of just in that headspace where there was just nothing. But it wasn't even just Adam. I mean, I think all of them. Oh, you think all of them were? Yeah, all the people were pretty against him, right? Because everybody was, like, I'm, like, on page, like, 111. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's basically yelling over everything. There's Lily, oh, Winston, yeah. like, everyone has pretty negative things to say I don't know and so she's trying to say that he's on maybe not on their side but has the same goal and 
yeah, they are like really not super on board with that. But in that moment, I just really didn't think there was much more she was going to be able to do. Yeah. Adam knew. Adam knew. It was a simulation. And we, okay, so we were kind of talking about in the first episode about how it was a little shady, how Adam was, like, he was a part of the reestablishment. And so he had all of this knowledge and information, and there was going to be another shoe that was going to drop. We just didn't know what it was, and here it comes. Not only is he just, like, this whiny person, but he was involved with all of this. Well, I don't know that I'd say he was involved with all of it. I think that in his mind, he always was thinking he was on Juliet's side for it. But he just talks to her. He goes, what are you talking about? Of course it was a simulation. And he goes, you knew it wasn't real. No, she didn't know that. She didn't know it wasn't real. And that's what made me so mad. So right after she comes out and thinks that she's killed this little boy or hurt this little boy again before she punched through the wall when she was in um, the room yeah. at um the reestablishment encampment mm-hmm. and adam is like consoling her afterwards which she thinks is so great that he's consoling her while she's like so distraught she thinks that she's hurt somebody yet again and this whole time he knew yeah i oh, man, I, was, I was i was very upset so angry why would you think she'd be so upset if she knew it was, it was a, a simulation, simulation. yeah like, it's just to me it was like Wow, Adam, like, but it kind of reaffirmed a little bit of what that he Aaron sucks. was saying. Yeah. yeah. And that, oh, he only likes you because of this. He doesn't actually see that she had she has been through so much trauma and everything mm-hmm. that she she couldn't really see it. Yeah. She also hasn't had that much human interaction. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fucking pissed at that. Yeah, I was getting mad too. And so he keeps trying to convince her that she doesn't need to be that they all don't need to be involved in going against the reestablishment, but her in particular. Yeah. And he really doesn't want her to go. Yeah. And she kind of feels like everyone else is just giving up. Yeah. So if it were you, you were one of those eight, everybody, you know, basically has just died horrifically in this explosion. There's only a couple of you left. What have your reaction have been? Um, like, if Julia would have shown up and been like, let's fight. Yeah. Honestly, I probably would have been like, I don't have anything else to fight for. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I, I don't really blame them for being so hesitant at first. Yeah. Because as much as I don't agree with how Adam talks about Juliet not needing to take responsibility, yeah. I think they all, I mean, it was like a day or two ago, right? That yeah, they, like this all just happened. Yeah. And so I, I can't really blame them for feeling like they already lost everything and how could they possibly win now? But yeah. Yeah, which I absolutely see. Yeah. So they're all arguing about all of this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Warner shows up. <laughs> and it felt like it was like the worst time. That was so funny. <laughs> I love well, it, though. Especially because she, what was, she was supposed to have, like, what, four hours or something there? And he showed up, like, way early. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, no, because they just looked over and he was standing in the doorway. And, okay, have you watched Vampire Diaries before? Um, I've seen it all the way through, like, five times. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know why. Shows. Like, my my picture in my mind, and I know that Warner's blonde and whatever, but my picture in my mind <laughs> when the, him showing up in this door was, like, when Damon would walk into a room and it's, like, he's, like, a comedic <laughs> relief bad boy, but, like, yeah. being kind of serious about it, but kind of a badass. I don't know why that was 100% the energy that I got Wait, as he walked into this room. what I got, too. Right? Isn't that kind yeah. of? It's just, like, right? this ominous figure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, you don't want to listen to him, but you have to. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
Anything that connects me to the Vampire Diaries is great. Also, there's a rumor that it's going to be coming back on Netflix. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I would rewatch that. <laughs> I would rewatch it too. Even though I, I just re- it, uh, it just went off of Netflix this year. I think it's on HBO, isn't it? Is it? It was, it was a HBO. CW show. I thought it was on HBO for some reason. Oh, really? Weird. Or maybe it's like, maybe it wasn't Vampire Diaries. Maybe it was another show. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't watched Vampire Diaries since maybe like early 20s, mm-hmm. mid-20s, but I would watch it again. Oh, yeah. I love the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> it's it's so cheesy, but it's so good. See, I look back and I think of like those shows that I loved so much. <laughs> How did I not read fantasy romance earlier? Because I didn't start reading fantasy romance until like, I don't know, what, three years ago? Well, how about Twilight? Did you read Twilight? Yeah, but that was really the only book like that that I had read. Oh, really? When I was younger. Yeah, I didn't really read anything else that had any romance element to it at all. Really? Yeah, it was really only Twilight. It was the only one like that. And the only reason I had read it was because my eighth grade teacher encouraged me to read it. Who? Wait, who was your eighth grade? Who was Uh, it? Do you remember Hed- Hedberg? Yeah, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. I was like, I'd probably know who this teacher is. Yeah. So she was <laughs> the one so who encouraged fun. me to read it. But anyways, that was... A, oh then gosh. you think back to some of the shows you watch, though, and you're like, huh. You're like, oh, no wonder I like sense. this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I... When I was in... Gosh, I had to have been high school. I read Vampire Academy, which mm. is now a show, but I kind of refuse to watch the show because... I don't want it to ruin it for me. Plus, <laughs> I, I want to reread Vampire mm. Academy. Um, and then The House of Night. That's the one that's coming out? Yes. Mm. Yep, that's the one that's coming out. And I actually re-listened to the first two audiobooks. And I'm like, oh, wow, I really did like this. So I was like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> nice. Oh, fun. Well, it's just, it's so easy because it's very, very YA. Yeah. And so it's like the easiest read ever. It's really cheesy, but it's so fun. That's fun. I know. So I really liked that. So I guess I I did read a lot of fantasy mm. and romance when I was in high school. And then I just wasn't really able to because I didn't have time until now. Nice. Yeah. So as Warner is in this apartment with everybody, this is really the first time that he's seen or interacted with James, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Adam's I don't even brother. know if he knew he existed. Right. But I love that James is like so sassy to mm-hmm. Aaron. He's like, oh yeah, no. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know. who are you? He just acts like he's like all big and tough and being like, he's like dead. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but somehow Warner seems to convince them that, mm-hmm. you know, he can maybe not be trusted, but you know, the enemy yeah. of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Yeah. So but, like we're all fighting for the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but Which Adam he, is he, not having it, and definitely I definitely not. Adam needs to get over himself at this point because mm-hmm. everybody else is on board with saying, "Let's work together. Let's let's fight together. Like we're all fighting for the same thing." Right, and Adam is just being such an obnoxious stick <laughs> in the mud. He's being so mean. He's being so mean. Yeah, yeah. It was that was annoying and desperate. And definitely very desperate. And I liked when Warner like took her into the room and was just like trying to have like a conversation of like how we're gonna do this. And when they come out, Adam is like, You two? Really? Like he just assumed something the worst. Bad. And it was like, okay, really, when there's like all of these people, you really think that they're just gonna like go do the nasty in a room right in next James's to everybody. Room? In, in James's, James's closet room. room? <laughs> it was like, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, I but I did that like really that while they're having that conversation, 
I think she finally, like Juliet finally, admits to herself. She says, if what I felt for Adam was love or just a mix of deep affection and physical attraction. So it's, I feel like it's mm-hmm. the first time that she's said in as many words, like, you know what? Maybe I didn't really love him. Yeah. Maybe it, he really was just the first person to be kind to me. And I thought he was kind of hot. And I love that as soon as she has that realization, all throughout the book, she's kind of just like, oh, yeah, this probably wasn't love. Oh, yeah, I probably didn't actually love yeah. him. Yeah. And I don't know. And so and even by the end of that conversation, like we keep talking about Warner, it's always a choice with Warner. And so mm-hmm. he's going to leave the apartment because obviously other people don't really want him there. And yeah. it's still a question and not a requirement. Mm-hmm. He's saying, like, I'd love for you to come back with me, but it's not a requirement for her yeah. to come back, like, that he will let her stay with her friends in that apartment if that's what she'd prefer. And yeah. I just, that made me really happy. Yeah, I love that he gave her a choice as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, and then, so when she does, she does decide to stay for a while. And she just, at, at least for a couple of nights, just to try to make them, like, Make them know that like she's on their side. Yeah, and they're all that they're still the important thing. to her. Could not believe that so after Warner leaves, all the arguing that Adam is doing in front of everybody. Um, oh my god, it reminded yeah. me of like a couple at a bar that like <laughs> yeah. always fights when they're with all of their friends at the bar. Yeah, it definitely so came tough. Off that way. And then she's when she's like, "We broke up a month ago." I, was I like, know. Yes, preach yes. Juliet. Like, well, they broke up a month ago, <sighs> but also before that, she had admitted to him how many times that she was like scared to touch him. She didn't want to hurt him. Yeah, she had broken up with him like four or five times, and she never went back on it. Mm. She never was like, "Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe." She was always very firm in her decision, and he is just like living in his own little world, acting like nothing happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that made me, oh, just a. Yeah, that made me what very a show. upset. What a show. But what yes, show. I, I agree. The like casual friendship intimacy that mm-hmm. she has with Kenji is very refreshing when they're sitting on the roof and he's yeah. like, has his arm around her and is like grabbing her arm to like keep her warm and whatever. Mm. And <laughs> like, not only does it show how much trust that Kenji has in her because yeah. you remember he has gotten hurt by her before, even if it was accidental. So he knows how painful that is, Mm -hmm. but he's still not being afraid to show like that casual friendship intimacy, which I love that because that's what she was really lacking. Exactly. Mm It's like friendships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's really refreshing too, when you do have a friend of the opposite sex who you can confide in that does not have any like, ulterior motives because anybody up to this point minus minus castle has been like but he's like a dad figure yeah exactly so, so like no, her no own peers. peers yeah who are just like not being like oh you're hot you look great in that suit oh blah 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 no it's like kenji has only been a friend and has not asked for anything more and i love that he felt safe enough to open up to her mm-hmm. about everything and yes. about how he found his powers yeah Oh. It was a, it made it a lot more of a two-sided friendship because mm-hmm. I feel like she was finally able to be there for him to lean on a little yes. bit after so much time of Kenji investing time in like teaching her and being there for her, mm-hmm. supporting her with all of her, you know, hormonal guilt and whatever. Absolutely. But um, yeah, it was it was nice to see them actually. I don't know. Bond. Yeah, coming together and bonding and having just real conversations because 
as much as they're talking about what they're going to do and the plan and everything, they haven't really sat down and been like, well, how are you dealing with this? And this was kind of their chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And I also like that from what Juliet said, Kenji's like, you really like Warner, don't you? Yeah. Like, and she's all embarrassed it. about it, though. <laughs> but it's so cute how embarrassed she is. It was so is. cute. But I, and it makes you feel... So I think at the end, by the last book, we were feeling a little annoyed that it felt like she switched sides so quickly. Yeah. But I liked when she's describing how she feels about him. She says, I like the way I feel about myself when I'm with him. And I think and that, that, that the best? is key. Like that reminded me of my freaking wedding vows when I was yes. like trying to say that my significant other brings out the best in me and that that's why we work well, right? Yeah. And so I appreciated when she said something like that. I was like, okay, that makes me take it more seriously that you switch sides so quickly because yeah. it isn't just about them. It's about who you are when you're with them, right? right. And I, I really, really liked that. Yeah, because I feel like, honestly, if she would have stayed with Adam, she would have probably continued to be sheltered and not have as many friends. And Warner really does want her to excel. So that's, yeah. I, yeah. I And you can definitely see, like, when she's spending more time with Warner in this book rather than when she's not in the previous books, she's definitely coming more into her own and she's becoming more outspoken and wanting to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So she's saying it's a Kenji and she's actually acting on it, and I loved it. Um, and so they sleep through the night and she stays, has the slumber party with everybody on the floor. And oh, the, that was so cute. It was a really cute scene. <laughs> So she has a summer party, wakes up in the morning, and Adam is back after having his temper tantrum. Yeah. And when he said, he's like, I don't give a shit anymore. Go. Drop dead. <gasps> My jaw dropped. How could too. you ever claim that you loved somebody if and then talk to, to them die. like that? Like yeah. How could, even if you are mad at them no. or even if you don't love them anymore, how could you possibly say something like that? Yeah. So toxic. It was so toxic. And it was just sad. Yeah. I, yeah. And then he goes, I was happier when I thought she was dead. <gasps> like, it's just, it was yeah. like dig after dig on her. And oh my gosh. Yeah. He's just horrible. He's just being horrible yeah. to her. And I can't Kenji kind of tries to stand back. up for her. And it, it was interesting too, because that's when you see that Kenji has kind of switched sides a little bit. Yeah. Because he defends Juliet more than he does back up Adam, even though Adam was the first friend. But yeah. so after this, you know, whole little thing. Basically, Adam leaves, like, walks out again, and Juliet's like, well, shit, all right, I guess I got to get gone before yeah, Adam comes back. Yeah. But she didn't want to leave alone. She did. She felt like if she was going to leave and go to safety, that she wanted everybody to come with, with her. her. Yeah, and so she's, like, frantically not even realizing it, like, clicking that pager for oh, yeah. Warner, which <laughs> I, I thought was Aaron to the rescue. <laughs> I forgot about the pager. That was... Yeah, but it was but it was sweet because, you know, Aaron shows up exactly like he said he would. Yeah. And he's like, you know, just tell me what to do. You know, I, I'll do whatever I need. And so they negotiate and because he doesn't want to make her choose between friends and, like, comfort and safety. Yeah. And so he offers up He's like, you know what? Fine, I will find a spot. All you guys can be there. I'll give you real food, real showers, medicine. Sure, whatever. Which how big of Warner to offer up his own safe compound? Yes. And everything for them. Wow. Yep. Growth. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Warner offers them all a safe place. But Adam and James do not go. 
Yeah. Well, because Adam is kind of not invited and kind of maybe wouldn't want to go. Yeah. And James is just kind of goes with Adam because it's kind of just said. But, yeah, it definitely was sad to see them not show up. Yeah. With them. Mostly James. Mo- I know. I was like, mostly James, just because yeah. he's like a little 10-year-old that's like basically out in the wild like by themselves and they describe how awful it is there and yeah just picturing like a little child just having to film for themselves and everything I just couldn't yeah couldn't imagine yeah so what did you think I'm on page 189 okay what did you think Aaron was feeling when basically like I don't know he Juliet's talking about her conversation with Adam and that he was accusing her of being in love with him, with Warner. And Warner's like, well, I mean, are you? And she's like, well, you know, I don't don't know. I don't know. And at the end of the um, page, he says, like, his hands tremble. And a second, it takes him to reach the door. Forgive me, but I have to go. What do you think he was trembling? Like, do you think he was, like, happy, excited? Do you think he was scared that she might be falling for him? Do you think he was sad that she didn't say that she loved him? Oh, what I, did think you think? She, I think he was mad. So when when she goes, he goes, well, what, like, what did you say back when he asked if you were falling in love with me? She goes, I said nothing. Yeah. I think You him, think he was mad? I think he was mad because he can feel it. Yeah. He can feel it, and he knows that she has strong feelings for him, and he can probably feel that she's battling that. Yeah. But for her not to say anything and not to stand up for him at all, I think he was pissed. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I like what I, when I was reading that because, you know, that emotion of, that he was showing, I mm-hmm. feel like could have been taken so many ways. Oh, yeah. I also thought that I, because I felt like he could see that she was lying to herself. Yes. And he's like, but just admit what you know, want. I'm I'm very glad that she is taking it more slowly. Yes. Because she jumped all in with Adam, it seemed right away, and now she's actually trying to like think about this in a way that's actually gonna be beneficial. So instead of just romantically jumping in with him, she's taking a second and looking at all of the aspects and the choices she has. Yes. So I thought that was good. And I feel like sometimes I feel like he's pressuring her just by like the way that he's acting, like, his words aren't, but sometimes I do feel like Warner... His actions. Yeah, where he, like, he's he asked her multiple times, like, why won't you just admit your feelings for mm-hmm. me? He's a little pushy. He can be a little bit pushy, but she stands her ground, and I yeah, love that. definitely, all through this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But as, um, as she's back at the compound, and I think this is maybe... Is this before she's waiting for everyone else to... Um, come to the compound Mm -hmm. is that when she sees his scars for the first time oh it was when they were working out yeah it was just when they it was them too i'm fairly certain she like ran into him in his office remember he was like trying to put the medicine on his back oh yes that was before anybody that had come yeah yep yep and so i i was getting fourth wing confused oh yeah fair (laughs) no because they were the birthday presents from his dad remember yes it's really it gives you another Oh, my know. God. Which, we already hate Anderson. We already hate him. But when you see how much physical impact he's had on Warner, that was so sad. And we know from when from the last book when they we find out that Warner and Adam's dad are the same guy. And Adam 
is like, oh yeah, he used to beat me. He used to beat my mom. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like the worst type of human being ever. Mm-hmm. And we, we've heard that Warner doesn't like his dad, but we didn't know up to that point, like what a t- drove it. Yeah. What drove it? Like why? Mm-hmm. And so now then you see that and it's like it's a little more obvious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you kind of see Warner pull back a little bit in that scene because yeah. I think once it starts to get too real and he realizes that, you know, Juliet is having some real feelings, even mm-hmm. if he's mad that she won't admit them yeah, or like that she won't put them into words yet. Yeah. Um, it's still he vulnerability. Pulls back a little, yeah, he gets really vulnerable, and he's like, I take it back. I don't want you to call me Aaron anymore. He's like, I don't want you to be here right now. Yeah. And he tells her again he loves her, yeah. and she says, I can't lie to him. I, I, don't, I don't understand what I feel. Mm. Which, to your point, though, I appreciate that she at least is taking it, mm-hmm. I don't know, more seriously this yeah. time of trying to say like what she actually feels before just admitting it. Mm-hmm. I love it because she can tell she's got some like strong feelings, but she doesn't, she's already confused herself once with Adam and now Mm -hmm. she's realizing that she doesn't think that that was actually love. And now she's starting to realize that like, oh, I am having these strong feelings for Warner, but I want to make sure that's what it is before I actually say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that was very sweet. Mm -hmm. And I just like that kind of personal growth too. And I like, so right after this, every, when everybody shows up at uh, the reestablishment yeah. camp and that they're staying like in the gym, in the gym. I freaking yeah. loved the whole series of like training videos. I just had like the Rocky too. theme song going <laughs> on in my head. Also, too. when he goes, I'm usually in here two or three times a day. I was like, hot damn. I was like, oh, it made me picture him a little bit differently. Yes. I don't know why, because I thought he was a scrawny guy I in did my too. mind. Yeah. I did too. I thought he was like, just like this little skinny blonde boy, but he's, yeah. he's apparently very well defined. Yes. So it made me think of him a little bit differently, but I was also just like, Wow, you must have a lot of like emotion to work out if you're in the gym. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it's I thought it was kind of fun though. Then they got into you know kind of a training scene Which for I everybody. Love the training scenes in like all yeah. of the books, I love to hear about those. Yeah, so and I so, love that. And then they're all getting time to spend together too. Yes, and kind of get to know each other. And I think that they even if Warner kind of keeps himself a little bit, mm-hmm. he's at least around. Yeah, he's like. At least in the group, a little bit. Yeah. Also, I love that Kenji starts calling her Jay because... <gasps> yeah! So one of my, like, closest guy friends, Riley, yeah. he oh, Riley. We always love calls Riley. me Jay also. That's his nickname for me. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. And so I read that and immediately was like, oh, Riley. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Oh, 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 oh Riley. <laughs> Auto, Auto parts. parts. <laughs> But yes, that, that's, oh. I read that and I was like, oh. That's so cute. Yeah. So I loved that too. But well, was, I love that it just kind of came out of nowhere too. And then mm-hmm. that's like all that he called her. Yes. And she was like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. No, oh. but I love it. And so she she kind of, you know, through this training scene, mm-hmm. Juliet in her effort to be leading and taking charge a little bit, she's the one who suggests that they should take over sector 45. Right. Yeah. And so she wants to show them that they're strong and actually show some of their abilities Yeah. and see if they'll basically just side with her instead of the reestablishment. What did you think of that as an idea? Um, I, I really liked it because then you'll kind of have like a little bit of an army to like back you up a little bit. Um, and 
I thought it was interesting, like, instead of going for, like, the biggest prize, you start a little bit lower and see, kind of, like, gauge people's perceptions. Yeah. And so I I really liked it. It was a little risky yeah. because they had already seen that she was just, like, this timid little thing. Nobody knows she has powers. Mm. And she's just going to come out and be like, boom, here I am. Mm. So I thought it was interesting. I liked it because <laughs> it... it, it it reminds you that especially in war, there's so many people affected that don't necessarily side with the winning party, right? That they're just trying to make their survive. life work. Yeah, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And so I did like that it felt like it gave those people an opportunity to not have to just go along with what wasn't working for them yes. because it was the only option. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of good because it does kind of remind like you that, that and especially even all the soldiers, right? Oh, yeah. Like the soldiers are doing it because they just want to, put food on the table for their families. Yeah. And that's true in the real world too. Absolutely. Yeah. I liked how many parallels this were to like the real world. Cause I know yes. it's kind of like a dystopian society, <laughs> whatever. I'll keep my political feelings to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I won't I say mean, that I don't feel that way feel about <laughs> today. <laughs> it still feels like that a little bit today. Okay. So more of the working out <laughs> <laughs> I, muscles oh my god i loved juliet just like ogling over Aaron every time he came to work out and um i don't know if you still have it if we were recording at the time um when so shelby's boyfriend came in and was talking about oh, no, how much we he was squatting at the gym that day and when, <laughs> i can't even so when Aaron my boyfriend's when Aaron's in there working out, <laughs> Juliet goes. To, Today is Tuesday, which means right now I'm watching him bench press 315 pounds. <laughs> Reminded me of what of when Gianni Gianni. walked in the room and was like, "Oh yeah, I was squatting like 350 today, casual." Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> day he was squatting 385. I think his max is like Jesus Christ. 425 or something. It's, oh man, yeah. I was trying. And He's a strong Juli- man. And Juliet goes, I don't think I've ever been more attracted to him in all the time I've known him. <laughs> Dude, same. same. I will. Oh, side note, this we were kind of talking about this earlier, but it made me think of when Gianni was changing my tire. Yes. And I was just like, ogling at him and I was like oh my god you look so hot right now we like men doing men things yeah we do for sure <laughs> so funny <laughs> or how about when they were moving the piano into the house yeah that was pretty hot yeah um, our both, <laughs> both of our, our men, men just two people yeah carried two, a two guys carried piano. a whole piano inside mm-hmm. our house up steps yeah, inside our house yeah that was pretty crazy but anyway so i was definitely laughing Ooh. as uh juliet was ogling him so i'm like honestly yeah, same because honestly i picture that sh- he's also ogling her probably and he well, just thinks she's like to be the- ogling her right yeah. because like she's her reaction so when she was first in the suit mm-hmm. and kenji's <laughs> no. like that's not fair that adam has to look at you like that or whatever <laughs> Like, oh, well, I guess she must be pretty hot. Yeah, she must be. Mm-hmm. I never have, like, a clear picture on what she looks like, though. I, I think she like, has dark hair. I think she has, yeah, I guess I imagine her as, like, dark long hair and stuff, too. But yeah. I don't, I think because it's from her perspective, she doesn't really talk about what she looks she like She doesn't, you're right. I didn't even think that that could be just because it's from her perspective. Well, I mean, we don't really see her, like, looking yeah. in a mirror very often or She doesn't, though. Right, because she doesn't, like... Who she sees oh, when she looks oh. in the mirror for a while. Ooh, do we think that there's going to be more on that in the next books? Maybe. Because I think as she's grown into be more comfortable with herself, and even by the end of this book, because I think after she's been working out a little bit, she, like, 
or in this training sequence, you know, that there's some point in there when she looks and she's like, wow, I've actually like filled in a little bit and like Mm -hmm. she like feels good about herself. Yeah. So maybe it'll get more into like how she's actually feeling about herself in the next couple books. So Kenji, as he's going back to try and check on Adam and James because they're still back at the apartment and he's worried about them. And did Juliet know he was going to check back on him? No, because he's been invisible and sneaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes back and checks on him. And freaking Kenji, I was kind of mad at Kenji for this okay, part. Okay, I was really mad at Kenji for this part. Tells Adam that Juliet, like, misses him and still Is loves still him and stuff. still in love with him. And that's how he convinces Adam to bring James to the reestablishment camp. Yeah. And Juliet is pissed, too. She's like, I'm going to have to talk to him. I'll have to break up with him for the third time. I know. Like, that I would have been so mad if you would have... Okay, yes, we don't want him so to die, unfair. so we want him to be there. But Kenji, what the hell? Yeah, don't lie and say, like... Clearly, you know Adam is feeling really emotional about uh, Juliet still. How could you pretend that she still loves him? Like, exactly. you're his friend. How could you want to hurt him like that again? But also, why would you want them together if you sh- see she's, like, yeah, happier he, with Warner? Yes, well, he even says, let me find this, because there's a specific quote when he talks about, yeah, he says, actually, you were a hell of a lot weirder when you were with Kent, super whiny and so dramatic, and you cried all the damn time. So then why would you even give that Yeah, hope? so why would you pretend? I was really oh, mad Oh, I was that, really though. mad, too. That was, like, probably the first and maybe the only time that I didn't like Kenji. Yeah. Also, side, another side note, I've been listening to some other podcasts, and mm. some people don't like Kenji. What? Yes. How can they're you like not, not like Kenji? I know. I'm like, hold up. We are we are Kenji stands. Yeah, we, we, we stand Kenji here. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, okay, we did not like this part. We did not like... No, I mean, he's just... He's a person. Yeah. He is human like everyone else, and he has some great moments and some less great moments, because there was yeah. also a moment in um, Omega Point where he's maybe a little overly harsh to Juliet, oh, yeah. trying to like maybe whip her into shape a little bit and say, like, you know, get over yourself. But the way he does it is like... It's a maybe it's a little, a little bit little overdramatic. But you know what? That is people. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has great moments and less great moments. And yeah. for the most part, I feel like he's a really good friend. It's just he's under a lot of pressure, too, mm-hmm. trying to support emotionally all of these people. Yes. Wow, I can't believe anybody doesn't like Kenji. That's wild. I know. I know. I think it's crazy, too. But yeah, so then... Kenji does get Adam and James to come. And James is really excited to be there. Yeah. As a 10-year-old kid would be, though. Adam, I felt like, was a little bit more hesitant. Well, I think that Adam could just recognize that even if he didn't want to have to say that Warner was helping, yeah. that he cares enough about James' yeah. his safety to be like, all right, you know what, fine. I'll get over myself to be here. Which he should have done from the beginning. Agreed. So through all this training <laughs> that they're doing... Uh, Juliet also realizes that if she maintains her state of, uh, like being on with her powers all the time, that she can basically be indestructible. Mm -hmm. So they start kind of trying to test that, which I thought was so cool. I thought so cool. I thought that was so cool too. I had not extrapolated that from her Um, powers yet. Me neither because, okay, I kind of thought about it a little bit, but it didn't really transfer to Juliet when Warner was kind of talking about how he can turn it on and off. Yes. And I didn't even think that Juliet might be able to do that too because as soon as she realizes that, like, being on like that, she realizes she could turn it off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I I thought that she would maybe be able to turn off like her you know skin being or whatever. Yeah. On, but I. So I thought it was maybe like Kenji when he said he couldn't turn back from being invisible for a couple days because he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But I didn't think about the like indestructible part of it. I so that either. was cool. Oh, that's, yeah, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I liked that we're kind of getting more like spins on her power because yeah. it starts off as one thing and then you realize that. It's so much more than that. Yeah, it's so much more. More and more can go into that. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. James cracks me up though, like as he comes back and he's just asking questions that like, like only a kid, a kid could say <laughs> he's like hey i thought we were supposed to hate you though i know i was like wow that's quite blunt <laughs> he's pretty funny but then it kind of seems like i don't know james warms up to warner pretty quickly which i appreciated i appreciated that too now we get to the part where warner goes to see his mother on her birthday because every year on her birthday he goes to see her in that house that Juliet was trapped at and when he goes to see her she had died and yeah. the only reason that we know this is because Juliet, he had told her, like, I will be gone for this amount of time. And he did not come back. And so Juliet started to worry. So her and Kenji go together. And when she walks in, she sees that all of the machines are off, all the lights are off. It just looks like a normal room again. And Warner is, like, in the corner, crumpled up, broken. Yeah. That was pretty heartbreaking that, to think about him finding. Cause yeah. The fact that he had to find out his mom had died just from showing up there, like that no Nobody one would even notify him, that was really heartbreaking. That was really heartbreaking. And like he's been doing this all for his mom, and he realized that that's like his greatest That's his biggest driver. Motivation. Yeah. And now she's gone, and he thought that he had like all of this ammo and everything to be able to help her. Now right. that Juliet has gotten so far with her powers and everything, yeah. and now there's just nothing. that was so sad it was really sad but I think it was a turning point that was needed for Kenji to Mm -hmm. really see Warner yeah see Warner for who he is and not who everybody thought he was because so Kenji is waiting outside the house after Juliet like goes in to check on Warner because Warner's taking so long yeah and he like goes invisible and sneaks in behind them and he also then sees the scene of Juliet just like consoling uh consoling Aaron and that I did, think that, that made Kenji me a little mad, that. though. Oh, that he was, what, intruding on their yeah, space? Yeah, because he intruded because she was like, hey, Warner's probably, like, something's wrong, so, like, please wait outside so we can talk about it or whatever. And I then he... Know. It's not like he was watching for long. I think he was yeah. just concerned for Juliet's safety. Okay. So he's, like... I think of it as, like, he's waiting outside. Like, they're both worried about what could be going on in there. It could be a trap. It could be whatever. Yeah, and so he just wanted... Because, so I, yeah. I saw it as, like, he walked okay. in, looked at the door, or like, looked in through the doorway, saw it, and was like, oh, shit, and, like, yeah. turned around and gave them privacy. That was what I oh, imagined Oh, you're right, because he actually does say, I didn't watch for that long, but I did see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was really sad. I, yeah. Yeah. Just because of everything that it meant for Warner. Mm-hmm. And, like, how broken he was. I think, I think... Him being that broken was worse than Julia being so broken. Yeah. Because he holds it together so well for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. So they eventually, you know, get back to the mm-hmm. reestablishment camp, and they're all back together. And I think Juliet is kind of even more determined now after that, after that whole experience and having to watch um, him be so upset. Yeah. And she 
says to Adam, like, you have to tell yes. Aaron that you're brothers. Because at this point, Adam has known, like, the whole time, basically. Oh, yeah. And Warner, knows Aaron, nothing. he still doesn't know anything. He doesn't know that he has two brothers. He thinks at this point, like, all of his family, except for Anderson, his horrible father, yeah. is gone. He feels alone. He feels alone. And she's really pushing him to tell him. And I felt like that was the right move. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought it was absolutely the right move to tell him. Um, but then Adam's being super stubborn. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And it was like, dude, come on. Like, you are going to gain a brother. Think about what James is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like that, he needs family too. Mm-hmm. If he's only got your crabby ass as a brother. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on. And not only... That was pissing me off. Yeah, and not only does Adam kind of just be a brat about wanting to share that information. But then he tries to hurt Kenji, right? He's so Adam grabs Kenji's bare oh, hand yeah. and presses it into my empty one. And like Oh yeah, I did not l- like that. Luckily, at this point, I guess Juliet doesn't even realize she's learned how to control it. It's just That's, they haven't tested yeah. it at all. And so it turns out to be kind of like a positive thing, right? She kind of got her hand forced to to yeah. learn that she really has been controlling it. She just didn't want to risk it to to try on anybody. Yeah. Because she doesn't hurt Kenji. But the fact that Adam intentionally was trying to hurt Kenji, he's like, oh, it just stings a little. And oh. everybody was just like, oh did you God. really just do that? Everybody was mad at Adam for that. Did oh, you really so just bad. do that? How could you? And Kenji, rightfully so, was pissed. Yes. He was like, how could you do that? Like, even if friend. she did hurt me a little bit, how could you do that? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so that was rough. But you know what? I think through all of that experience and then her feeling so confident about herself and knowing that she kind of has herself under control, that's when she finally tells Warner that she loves him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because it's like you figure it out, you realize those feelings are real, and then and then you say it. Well, especially because I think that was a deciding moment for her to know that she doesn't need him. She might want him. She might like him. Yeah. But she doesn't need him. She Ooh, is okay that. on herself, yes. <laughs> we love she that. She is enough. I am enough. I I love it when the main characters can just look inside of themselves and be like, yeah, I want you here as a partner, but I don't need you. It's funny because I went through that where I was just like, you know what, I'm cool with being single for a long time. Like, I don't need anybody. And then I met Gianni. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, I want, I want you right by my side. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. My only complaint after that <laughs> love scene, for how descriptive all of the lusting makeout section sessions um, were, that yeah. fade to black was very unexpected for me. I know. It just reminded me again that, like, this is a young adult yeah. series. And I was like, no. You know it what it reminded me? <laughs> yeah. Of Lorcan saying, Lorcan. And so he did. It's like, wait, 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 what did he if do? If you have what read Throne of Glass, Throne of Glass, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then he did was, or so he did, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever he said. The most he... underwhelming statement. Yeah, because they're like all steamy. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to promise you this. I'm going to promise you that. And then it's just nothing. Yeah. You get nothing. Oh, Gosh. Yeah, but it was sweet, it and was they sweet. sleep well, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, and so they decide that they are going to take over Sector 45, and Juliet decides that she's going to make a show of her powers with all the soldiers, and 
she kind of uses the help of everybody. I liked the scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it could have been a little bit cheesy. Like I was thinking about like superhero movies and stuff where it's like, here are all of my powers. Now you're going to follow me. <laughs> oh, see, I saw it more as like, um, I think the vibes, at least I saw the vibes mm-hmm. of remember Hunger Games, um, the scene where it's probably in what's, what's it the one catching fire mm-hmm. where Katniss is, uh, like at one of the places where something has just blown up and she's like speaking into the camera and is like being really determined. Oh, you saw it that way. I thought it was like that. Think that energy. That was the vibe. So not cheesy. I like that. But like, even though she's just like a teenager, (laughs) but more that you could get behind her. Right. Okay. I I like that a little bit better. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, wow, the 17-year-old who like, I know. just recently came into her palace. Yeah, to be fair, at the beginning <laughs> of this book, I don't know that I would have seen it that way, but yeah. I appreciated that I felt like she grew through there. I like it, because then they end up wanting to fight for her, and they decide that they're all going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And they're all like coming up with plans and everything. But I'm waiting. So right before she goes, I think, to like talk to the army mm-hmm. and she's like kind of being nervous but excited or whatever and you know warner says ignite my love ignite i realize we still haven't figured out why aaron has ignite specifically no, as his haven't. tattoo on the on his back no we know it's there but we don't know why so yeah. I, I hope they tell us why i mean i feel like there's got to be some reasoning behind yeah. it right like because he kind of brushed over it and didn't really give rationale back then and then I feel like we've just not really touched on it since not then. at all or how about Adam's tattoo have we touched on that on why he has the bird oh I don't I don't think we've talked about that yet I don't remember why he has the bird I don't remember why he has the bird either we know that he does and did we talk well I know that Juliet kind of considers because remember that's part of why she felt like she was supposed to have yeah. this tie to Adam is because she had had the dreams about the bird and he had the bird on him yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what the reasoning is for the bird, but... I think because Adam is so insignificant in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but when she was having these dreams of the birds, I was just like, what the heck? <laughs> what yeah. is this all about? Um, so do we want to talk about when Adam slips and gives, like, the piece of information about the dad? Yeah, tell me. So they're having these conversations about... Um, what they're going to do next and who they're going to go after. And they kind of decide they want to go after Anderson. And at this point they had made like a, like a display about names and Mm. Juliet goes, well, we don't even, we don't even know his name. What is his name? Oh my gosh. And Adam's like, Oh, that's easy. It's really dumb. (laughs) It's Paris. And who, but anybody is standing behind them He's like, how did you know that? Oh, yeah. Nobody knows that. That's right. (laughs) And he's like, nobody knows his name. You're in his inner circle. You are with him. You're with the, the, what is it? The reestablishment. Yeah. You're high up. How could you know that? And Juliet's like, you need to tell him right now. Mm. And And so so finally Warner gets to know that he has brothers. Yeah. I loved that scene. I loved that scene because he was like, duh, of course, not even thinking Mm -hmm. about what the consequence could be. Mm -hmm. But then both of them kind of seem a little bit lighter. Like even Adam seems a little bit lighter too after knowing that that piece of information isn't weighing on him anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that had to have been a lot. Like even if he 
didn't want Warner as his brother. Like, it's still, that's a lot of information to hold up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that scene. <laughs> and I, I think it was nice, too, because as Warner's kind of trying to process that he has extra family and he, like, you know, maybe seems a little bit happy of this. And Juliet is the one that said, or, so Warner says, I have you. He says, resting his forehead against mine, his eyes Aww. shut. And Juliet says, you should have more than me. And I thought that that was another good moment of growth because, like, she's learned through Adam that she was, that Adam alone wasn't enough yes. and that she wanted Warner to learn from her mistakes and say, yeah. like, just me as a romantic partner, That's like, I'm enough. not enough. Like, you need support outside of me. Yep. And I thought that was, I like, what that. a 180 from the beginning of the book exactly. to the end. Yeah. Yeah, I really loved that, too. I really did. Yeah. Well, so then they decide that they are indeed going to go after Anderson first. Yes. And they are certain that after her display of power with all the soldiers, that he was either going to come after them or something was going to happen after they went after the display of power. So then we find out that the next day... Anderson shows up. And okay, where I thought this was in Chicago. I don't, honestly, I have absolutely no city idea what city is. Maybe it's like DC or something. I don't know. Okay. I literally have absolutely no idea what city is. <laughs> I was is. so confused. I, for, I thought it was Richmond. I don't know. Oh, that did that's you? right, but now I feel like I need to look it up. I, I honestly have no. I just kind of picture planes around wherever we are. Did I not think we were too. near the ocean. Yeah, okay. I didn't either because. Anderson comes up to greet the new rebels <laughs> and is staying in a ship. Yeah, but I when was I, like, that just, have you seen the TikTok where there's the girl who's like saying, like, you know, as she's to reading through a new fantasy book and trying to set a picture for who a person is in her mind. And it keeps like flipping people and they're like, oh, and then her her dark tan skin. And she's like, oh, oh okay, let me repicture that. And they have yep. like show a different person yeah. walking. That was <laughs> the moment I feel like I had when they talked about a chef. I'm like, I literally did not picture this near an ocean at all. No, I didn't either. I pictured it in Chicago. Well, maybe they were on the Great Lakes. I mean, they're pretty big. They could be on a ship in okay. there. But how would you like, if they weren't staying in a ship, how... It takes a long time to go through the Great Lakes to get to, like, Michigan. Less time than the ocean. Well, you would have to go through all the rivers and everything to get, like, all the Well, channels. no, but I mean, if they were, like, in, uh, what's, what's the one that's right next to Chicago? Lake Michigan. Yeah. What like, if they it, in Lake it, Michigan? you think they were just staying there? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not in Chicago at all. Maybe it's probably just not. <laughs> Whatever. It didn't That's really matter. Thing. There's a large body of water, and they are in it. I'm so confused. It's the post-apocalyptic world. It's not I what we know, know anyway. I think that's kind of how I wrote it off in my mind. Yeah. So um, they decide that her and Kenji are going to go basically kill Anderson on this ship. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna infiltrate, infiltrate the ship. Infiltrate the ship. And I just thought it was so funny. Like, they land on the ship, and Julia just, like, pushes everybody off. Oh, my God. I laughed so I hard too. at the visual of that scene of her just, Me like, too. sweeping everyone off. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah, they sneak on, but they get separated. And yeah, so Juliet, like, right away. Yeah, and so Juliet is not invisible anymore. Mm-hmm. But... And she notices, like, when Kenji has gone, like, a certain amount of feet away from her. Yeah. And now she's not invisible anymore. Yeah. I thought that was... That was crazy. But I love because then when all the other, like, the guys on the ship are shooting at her, mm-hmm. and she's like, I can't believe they keep managing to miss me. I'm like, they aren't missing you. You're, You're just, just invincible. I know. <laughs> it's 
funny because I didn't catch that. No? No. Yeah. So it's, this is on page 379. Yeah. And she goes, they're shooting freely now. The ear-splitting sound of the gunshots colliding with the blades of the blare of the sirens. I... I'm not even sure I haven't gone deaf yet. I can't believe they keep managing to miss me. Oh my it seems gosh. impossible, statistically speaking, that so many soldiers at such close range wouldn't be able to find a target of my body. That can't be right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, they're not missing you. You're just... Remember we talked about being on a state of on all the time? Yeah. Yeah, she's just she's invincible. Just, she's just invincible. They're, they're hitting her and it's just bouncing off. Basically. I think she realizes it later, but... In that moment, I was like, come yeah, on, like, you're smarter on, than that. You gotta kind of know. It's okay, because I wasn't smarter than that, so it's okay, Julianne. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. So she's like tearing through the ship to find them, and she finds her friends. Yeah, and I love that. So she found Sonia and Sarah. Yes. Who are the healers that Anderson had taken to basically heal his leg that Juliet had uh, gotten. And... I was like, oh, yay, like, her friends, now she gets to rescue them, too. Mm -hmm. And they're like, he has something. He has has a a weapon. weapon. You have to get him. Yeah. And so then she does find Anderson, who has Kenji and also has another weapon, a.k.a. another guy with powers. (laughs) Yeah, it's another guy with powers. And he's a stocky blonde with closely cropped hair and flinty eyes. He looks vaguely familiar to me. So I feel like he must have been... Like, maybe on one of the reestablishment camps or, like, maybe previously with Anderson. I just, I marked that as thinking that that might be some, like, foreshadowing that he looks vaguely familiar to me. That maybe it was someone he'd been around before. Or, or that she'd been around before. I have a theory. Adam's brother? Warner's brother. Oh, yeah, because he's blonde. Yes. Oh, oh. Like, what if Anderson another read brother. him for his powers? Ooh, and just Warner didn't even know about him? Yeah. Because mm. he looks vaguely, vaguely familiar. Maybe because he looks like Warner. Family. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I mean, we already know that Adam and James didn't know about Warner. Warner yeah. didn't know about them. Who's to say there's not another exactly. full or half-brother out there? Mm-hmm. I know. Man, he's so got a lot of baby like, mamas. Mm, I know. <laughs> or, well, if if he looks like Warner, maybe it could have been the same mom. Yeah. And he just literally never knew. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I think you're totally right on that. But unfortunately, I feel like because they brushed it off so quickly, I, I don't know if we'll ever learn about it. Because. Yeah, because the blonde died. Because the blonde dies. Yeah, she kills him. Um, But then she also kills Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God. I know, thank God. So, like, it's the two over. people who had the information probably it, don't have it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was immediately like, hmm, he looked vaguely familiar. Does he look like somebody she knows? No. Yeah, I mean, I guess since both of them died, maybe we'll never know, but that yeah. would have been a really fun twist. I felt, I felt like that, that would have been pretty fun, too. Mm. But, yeah, so she kills both of them. She kills Anderson and his new weapon. Yep. And she is leaving. Mm-hmm. She's carrying Kenji because Kenji was hit by the sound waves and he's kind of... <laughs> another up you go. <laughs> yeah. Another sack of potatoes moment. Another sack of potatoes. But I laugh so hard when they, <laughs> they get in the car. This is at the bottom of page 400. Mm-hmm. She goes, it's only then that I remember I still have no idea how to drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a good reminder. This is why she's giggle. 17, almost 18. I know. And I'm like, yeah, I guess... I guess the maybe driving isn't in the bags for you. Yeah, that made me giggle too. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, but she she ends real confident. She's like looking around at the soldiers and she's yeah. she's like, They're my shoulders and soldiers now. Man, that line, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulders. 
They're my soldiers now. Uh, yeah. I okay. I did. Did you? How did you feel about when she was looking around for Warner after she had come back to the base, and she's like, "Where is he? Where is he? Where is he?" Mm-hmm. Did you think he was gone, or did you think there was more to come? No, I didn't really understand what was going on. I don't okay, know. I didn't either. I didn't really get that. Yeah, because she's so she's talking to everybody and she's trying to figure out where everybody is, and he comes up onto the roof, right? Yeah. She like falls apart or whatever, but I didn't didn't get where he was. I didn't get where he was. What he was doing either, because she's looking around, she's seeing all of her friends, and then well, maybe he realized she was up there, and so he was coming up to join her mm. instead of her being below him. She's he's right next to her. Like maybe oh, it was that fair. kind of a show. But I liked that they ended it with like, "We're here together. Here we go. We're starting this war." Yeah. 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 So, what are your uh, predictions going into? Restore Me. Predictions. Just going off of it being called Restore Me, I think we're going to have a little bit more of Juliet's, like, emotional journey Mm. and maybe her maybe coming more into her own. What I don't really want to happen is her becoming super power hungry. Yeah. Because I think that that would just, like, over-rotate the story a little bit. Well, and there was a moment even in uh, maybe midway through this book when she's talking about how she wants to lead everybody and somebody asks, oh, well, so are you just going to kill everybody who disagrees with you and be <laughs> just like them? And she's like, well, I trust myself enough to not, I should find the quote, but she says, like, yeah. I trust myself enough to make the right decision when the time comes. And I thought that was foreshadowing, too. I don't think I didn't, I don't yeah. know if I said anything at the time, but. I don't think so, yeah. but I like it. Yeah, I like and that. so it does make me wonder if she will have a little bit of, like, an, Act like, two, yeah. power hungry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe become the villain for a little bit before she comes back. Yeah. Especially with Warner, because I could see them together doing that. But I don't know. I think, I wonder if there will be a little bit in this next book of her more like starting to get the support of at least like this sector that's right around them. Yeah. And that there's going to be a little bit more involvement from like the lay people and not just the soldiers you know like I if think we're gonna she'll get try to enact that a little bit yeah. too because she wants people to, to be involved and she she mm-hmm. wants these for like the right reasons mm-hmm. and so I, I I like that yeah I think so I wonder if there will be a little bit more like oh we're distributing food and we're yeah. helping you but we're looking for your help too like I think we're yeah. gonna see some of that like like definitely the teen aspect of it right oh I like that a lot mm-hmm. what do what predictions do you have well it's a good question I don't even know. I'm like, <laughs> I know me too. It's funny because I feel as much as there's obviously unanswered questions, I don't feel like there's a cliffhanger. Yep. Like in a way <laughs> I felt like you could leave that out as a trilogy. Well, it was only supposed to be a trilogy. This was supposed to be the end. It was? Yep. And then they continued to the last three. Oh, so honestly, it would have been I a good. I so see that. Yeah obviously left the door open I think yeah. for more books so it makes sense but I think that's why I have a harder time with predictions because it felt a little bit like neatly wrapped up with a bow yeah I kind of feel that too and yeah. since it is YA I do feel like it is going to have more happy endings yeah happening. I'm curious I want to see James's healing powers yep grow I'm I'm hoping I don't know if there will be but I would love to see a little bit of a time jump like Ooh. just a year or two you know yes I, I, I think I wouldn't hate to see that somewhere over the next three books, just yeah. to see everybody age up a little um, and to see, because, so James is what, like 10, 11? Yeah. 
And so I'd love to see him get just a little bit older and maybe learn how to project his healing. And I I feel like like that's going to be like a pivotal moment at some point. Especially because projecting has been such a topic in these books so far that it's like, oh, I want to see that. I like that. So I think that that, there's going to be some moment with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I like that. So in other, other things, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Windermere <laughs> Pinot Noir <laughs> from the uh, Russian River Valley. Oh, I like pretty it. Good. Yeah, it is Noir. pretty good. It, it, nothing compares to the Pinot Noir that you get from King Supers, though. King Supers. You're talking about Mayomi? <gasps> yes. Oh, we get that everywhere. We mostly get it from Sam's Club. I'm a oh, Sam's really? Club stan. Yeah. But Oh, I've gotten it at King Supers. Yeah, they have it there too, but it's like $3 more a bottle. Oh, then it is at Do you think they have it at Costco? Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> it is the best Pinot Noir I think I've ever had. It is so delicious. It is if you so are delicious. a uh if you like fruity red wines, not like overly sweet, but yeah. very fruity. Very fruity. Naomi. It's yeah. like the official wine of, <laughs> of the... Of the pig household. <laughs> no, no, it's the... Uh, well, that too. It is the official <laughs> wine of the pig household. Hashtag Naomi sponsor me. But um, <laughs> no, it's um, the official wine of... What's the National Golf League? The PGA. Oh, really? Yeah. They like have it at all the PGA tour things, I guess, too. Hmm. Or at least that's what I've seen in ads. Oh, very interesting. Speaking but of yeah, that, it's delicious. But yeah, nothing like a little uh, 4 p.m. wine. Exactly. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, and then especially we are doing a little bit, like I feel like Pinots are on the lighter side. Sure. Because it is. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. I know. We're in pain over here. Yeah, <laughs> Shelby's hurt herself. So what other books have you been distracting yourself with? Ooh. I have gotten, I like set down a shadow, shadow in the Ember. Yes. And which is the uh first book in the prequel part of the series for From Blood and Ash, yes. which inspired our name. I know. Did you see how much love we got on our name? Oh good. It I was so happy. We've gotten it on TikTok and Instagram. People Yay. are like, oh, if you know, you know. I love your name. Yeah. And it just feels so good because it's it really is if you've read the series and you know, mm-hmm. you know why we chose this name. Yeah, and we have been going <laughs> back and forth on yeah. I don't know, I think some plainer names mm-hmm. before then. And there was some day I walked to you and I was like, Shelby. Yes. This has got to be it. And immediately we knew it. Yeah. We were like, this is it. We uh-huh. love it so much. It's yeah. like spicy fantasy. It like. It fits. It fits so well. It just fits. So I am probably like 75% of the way through, um, of the way through Shadow in the Ember. And you guys, this book is so funny. It's it, good. It I love so Sarah. It's so funny. I love her too. And I love Ash. And yeah, I am really, really enjoying it. <laughs> Good. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> and what are you currently reading? Um, I don't. I must have maybe finished some books since we last talking. I'm still reading of Ashes and Crowns, which is that third oh, book yeah. in the Darkness of Fire series. I've been a little slow on that. Um, I'm reading, which is great. I mm-hmm. just have been reading it on my Kindle, and I always have a different book on my Kindle. Yeah, and we a are physical now friends book. with the author. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it so yes. much. Um, still amazing, equally amazing, still yeah. dramatic. Um, <laughs> and I'm reading uh, The Prince's Poisoned Vow. Ooh. I'm in the middle of reading that one, too, um, which 
was a little hard to get into in the first like okay. 50 pages, but now I think it's picking up. It's one of those books where the first nine chapters were all different POVs. Oh, that's tough. Which was just, a, it was, and it's a high fantasy book, mm-hmm. a lot, like a very different, uh, I don't know, world yeah. setup. And so there's like a lot of terms and a lot of names. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, I had to get through, but once you got into, you know, like part two of the book or whatever, okay. which I think maybe starts around page 60, um, then you are revisit. It's like, there's a time jump and you're revisiting the same characters 15 years later. Oh, cool. So it was a little easier after that because you were finally revisiting it. But as yeah. I, was going through, I was like, man, these are so many new people. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's so that was tough. So that was good. I think I maybe finished what lies in the woods since last time. Oh, okay. That's just a, um, thriller. Yep. I liked it as a fan. I like that. Nice, easy read. Sometimes those are necessary because I feel like when I'm reading a lot of fantasy, I'm like, okay, I need a break and I just need to like do like a quick thriller or romance or something. Yeah. I've been trying to mix in. It's been one of my goals for reading this year to branch out a little bit more and read a little bit more varieties of genres. You know, I really tend to fall towards like adult high fantasy, adult fantasy romance, or maybe like YA romanticy kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and some sci-fi. I think I definitely yeah. read sci-fi too. But I've been trying to branch out and do a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Our dog is uh, just digging at her bed right now, That's and it's so really cute. cute. Trying to find her own little spot. Oh yes, that was so cute. You are sweet. Uh, but yeah, I've been trying <laughs> yeah. to branch out a little bit more into oh, like, like that. some contemporary or some nonfiction or some. Whatever. I don't know. Just mix it up. It's fun you to know have. what I did start? Yes, what? Beyond the Veil. Oh, is that? Oh, wait. 8.5 of oh, Zodiac you Academy. Is that, I think we were talking about that being one we of our were. next episodes. Yeah, and I was like, I needed a break from Shadow and the Ember. Because, again, when I'm reading too much, like, high fantasy. It's not high fantasy. It's, like, YA. But still. It's, high fantasy it's, is, like, uh, considered very different from our world. That's like basically okay, the high definitely. Definitely. That's definitely, <laughs> definitely high fantasy. Is. But when you're talking about um what like a more mature fantasy to a less mature or That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. 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 So that's more so like adult is, to YA. Right. Okay, think, that makes sense. I think that I would assume all of from Blood and Ash and everything is it's adult. Like high fantasy. You would think oh yeah, it is very vulgar. I think it's all adult. Yeah, it's definitely high fantasy, but I think it's adult. Cool. I like that. Yeah, because I think she's like 25 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I needed a break, and so like I started. Zodiac Academy. Yes. Uh, bridging novel. It's a bridging novel between 8 and the next book that's going to come out, which is technically supposed to be like a part two. And so it's everything that's happening beyond the veil. And so like we see Not to give too many spoilers yeah, on that. Not, yeah, not too many spoilers, but that it's called Beyond the Veil. Yeah. And so it's just everything that's happening. Whole different set of people. Yes. Yes. Mm. But yeah, it's it's been good so far. It's just weird. Is it? Yes. Is it's, it as funny as the others? Not yet. Uh-oh. Well, because think about how sad everything is in book eight. Gosh. That's why I love... I feel like Zodiac Academy is my guilty pleasure book. A hundred percent. There were so many times when I was reading like four or five and six that I was like, why is this so distraught? Why is this just like breaking my heart? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I know. So many good ones though. So many good ones. I know. I love love it. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining Miss Willa's Book Club (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye. Ready?
Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep it spicy, book lovers! <laughs> <laughs>